Welcome to the Bad Tutors Podcast. If you're here for the newest up-to-date and accurate information on the nerdy topics that are near and dear to your heart, well, let me tell you, you ended up in the wrong place. Here, we are all about hot takes and grandiose displays of misinformation, so stick along for the ride and you might just blow a blood vessel or two. So Tyler, I think today's episode is going to be a bit of a quick one compared to what we normally do. Uh, we're going to be going back to something that I believe is somewhat of an actual debate for you and I. I'm not 100% sure how opposed we are, but I don't think we agree. So we're going to be talking about the world of speedrunning. Okay, first of all, you're underestimating our ability to ramble about nonsense for hours. Oh, I mean, did you just miss the joke of how this is going to be a quick one? That's a you problem. That's a skill issue. I mean, quick compared to what we normally do before editing and the cuts that you do is like one hour, 15 minutes. The episodes that we put out for the most part sit right around an hour. So we'll see where this yeah, ends Yeah, around up. there. But it's a, it's a quick one. It's just a little quick boy. Are we speedrunning it? We're speedrunning. Okay, exactly. I will not interrupt for everything that's on the script. <laughs> so um, this is, again, something that I got into uh, the early days of working in my job when there wasn't a ton to do, as are most of the topics I've talked about on this podcast. In the channel that really got me into it at first was a channel uh, by a man named Carl Jobst. And, like, being on the internet, being chronically online, like, I have seen speedrunning content, as I'm sure you have as well, even if you're not super into it. If you watch content about games, like, sure, it's just kind of out there. Um, and what his channel is... Uh, gave me a much deeper appreciation for it because he is an old school GoldenEye speedrunner, like N64 GoldenEye. And he's covered a lot of things, not only from GoldenEye, but a lot of the first Dooms speedruns and like the history of how a level speedrun would progress throughout the years in like showing the evolution of how people's strategies changed and how all of the tech changed and how people learned about the games to make all of these runs faster and i just really fell in love with it and am very impressed by speed running from there i found some of my like fake current favorite youtube channels uh small ant one and i don't watch easyscape as much anymore but he does just some like like, like he does like a lot of flash game speed runs and just like some quirky games that aren't like hyper competitive speed runs but he just runs them anyways and it's great but that's that's kind of my introduction to speed running realistically of like where i really started to get into it and just kind of fell in love with how it works and like the mentality behind it it's not something that i would ever personally do because as i'll talk about in a bit like the dedication that you have to have to be good at speed running is immense it's crazy how much work these people put in to pull off the runs that they pull off and in my opinion some of these records can i would consider to be like some of the most prestigious records that one could hold within a gaming community so uh unless there's anything you would like to add to that uh you would be 
blowing our gold split on the timer. Mm-hmm. But if if you there's something to add, uh, feel free, of course, before I talk about a the briefest of histories of how speedrunning kind of started out. Yeah, I just think uh, to say that one of the most prestigious rewar- uh, records that you can hold is a speedrun in a gaming community is kind of crazy. Maybe for specific games, but there are people that are very good at competitive games uh, that I would hold up to your fastest Mario 64 speedrun and say, they're probably more uh more deserving of praise i can actually agree with that the competitive nature of it is something that i want to talk about in a bit especially because you are a big actual multiplayer guy and i am not so that is actually something that i want to touch on in just a second after i get through the like i said the briefest of histories of speed running so early days of gaming, video games as a whole, uh, speed wasn't really the thing that mattered. Speed was the opposite of what you actually wanted, unless you were a developer who would be eating the quarters at an arcade cabinet forever. But that led to the high score being the goal. Um, You wanted to get a high score, not be playing not the shortest amount of time you were paying for each individual game so you didn't want it to be over as quickly as possible so if there was a timer in a game it was simply a thing that limited how long you could live on a given level before you would die as opposed to something that you were trying to keep the time as low as possible now doom was one of the first games that at the end of a level it gave you a stat sheet that had statistics like your accuracy the number of secrets found enemies killed but it also had on it a time which was the time that you completed the level in and this led to people getting together and sharing their times online to see who could beat the level the fastest and this led to many other games in the same genre such as goldeneye 007 or perfect dark to fit into this mold of speedrunning games which is where most of the like without these games we wouldn't have speedrunning as we know it today these are like the big games that really made people think about speedrunning while there are of course games like the first mario game these are the big ones that like really got it into people's heads specifically because it had an inbuilt timer that was the point of the game like the original Mario game is one of the biggest speedrunning games there is. I'm not saying it isn't, but in when it released, beating it as quick as possible was not the goal. There was still a high score in that game. So that's what mattered more at that point in time. So shooters is realistically where we get speedrunning from, which is not something I knew beforehand. I figured it was just kind of something that happened over time. People liked to be be doing things efficiently but that that's where they kind of came from at first if you didn't know that i actually didn't know that i just assumed it came from like you said the first mario game of just how accurately can you jump on a goomba's head to get a free jump and hit and that, that is certainly ball. one of the most competitive uh speedrunning games for sure to the point where it's i think unless a new tech is discovered 
I think we're pretty much at the point where a human can no longer realistically ever break the world record again. I think we might be at the point where even TAS, which is tool-assisted speedrun, uh, might be at its limits as well. I'm not sure. It's not a game I keep up with super well. But now I do want to get into the competitive side of it. And I went through a couple different iterations of what to title this episode when I was thinking of it. Starting off with either, of course, I am speed or gotta go fast. Um, but something that I was thinking about is uh, speed running the competitive game for introverts. Which not every speedrunner is an introvert, but as I've said before, and as you certainly know, I don't really care for competitive games all that much. I don't play many multiplayer games unless it's co-op, and even then I don't really play them, whether it's watching it or participating on my own. But for speedrunning, it's different, I'd say. Now, whether you enjoy it or not, either beating your own pb personal best or going for the world record it is a competition it is competitive no matter how you're looking at it and it's a and it's a competitive thing that you can do when other people aren't there now there is obviously verification standards and things that you have to uphold a lot of speedrunners or streamers things like that but at its core you can be sitting in your room alone and achieving things that people have never seen that are very impressive. And that's like exactly what I would want out of a competitive thing. Cause like, I still have that competitive drive in me here and there, but when it comes to video games, like you've played a lot of league, we have friends that have played a lot of CSGO. I, they're just not for me. I don't like that kind of a thing. So I think the competitive game for introverts that's kind of my like take on it now that I've been formulating over today while I've been thinking about this and it's a different scope than I've kind of thought of it in because it's still very competitive and especially if you're game it can be incredibly competitive with hundreds or thousands of people going for a record with a lot of money on the line as well for some of these games but that that is where I say and I'm curious on your opinion because I do agree that while a the top run of certain games like i said would be the highest like achievement within that community i can 100% understand the argument that an achievement made in a multiplayer game say league of legends or something someone like popping off really hard could be just as impressive if not more than a speed run simply because you're not only playing against yourself in the game, you're playing against however many other people as well. Like there are alternate factors outside of your own skill in the game that affect your ability to be able to do that well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, when everybody, like you said, thousands of people are all trying to beat the same record by mainly doing the same thing and just trying to mm -hmm. hit the certain spot the quickest um you know get your your background or backwards jumps up a staircase as fast as you can or whatever i will it may talk be. about lblj's don't worry whatever it may be 
I think is, you know, it has its competitiveness to it to be like the best at that. But to me, it's more, it's more impressive when you're like directly competing with those same people that are trying to outcompete you and you show up on top. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like the same thing for the top athletes and professional sports and stuff. There's, you know, something to say to somebody who is just better than everybody else in all aspects of the game. Um, Like in in League of Legends, you know, Season 3 Faker was unstoppable. He was like a fucking god on the rift and he was the final boss. Um, And that sort of thing is like... uh, That to point to that point in his career... I think would be uh, comparable to somebody hitting like a the cleanest run of the original Mario Bros. That mm-hmm. it's to the point where even a computer couldn't do it better. That's kind of like where he was at League. Um, but he was doing that to the other people that were close to being that good too. Right, they weren't at that level, but they were still the top of the game at the time. He was just the top of the top at the game. Yeah, and it's not like he knows something about the game that everybody else doesn't. Um, Right. He is just better at it than they are. Mm -hmm. So I think we both agree that they, in saying that they are overall taking them on, on average comparable achievements but it very much depends on the game like obviously i don't even know what a speed run in league of legends would be but in in theory if we took like quickest tutorial completion just because i don't know what any of them are sure that is obviously not going to be as impressive as season three faker right where a a perfect or we actually just had like a very near perfect um super mario 64 run come out that versus like some weird multiplayer thing where again it's this is a weird comparison to make but it it goes to say it depends on the game that is being played okay well well let's say this um have you ever seen those uh like far cry tiktoks where somebody is just using like the most creative ways to clear out a compound in like Far Cry Five or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? I haven't, but I have played the Far Cry game, so I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Okay, so to me, it is more impressive when somebody has, uh, you know, played the game enough to the point where they can look at a compound and find a way to, you know, I guess dispatch of all the enemies in this situation uh, mm. in a mechanically challenging way rather than the quickest way, which, you know, I'm not going to say is not mechanically challenging, but there, there's no, there's no flair to it. There's no, mm-hmm. uh, you know, creativity to it. It's basically just hey, have we found a way to get like through this wall? Uh, then we're going to get through this wall every single time. I'm going to spend hours mm-hmm. practicing getting through this wall. Um, another another game that I would point to that's also single player is um, 
the original Dishonored. Uh, yeah. A lot of the times, as you're making your way through those those rooms and stuff, where you're trying to go undetected by guards or uh, you know dispatch of them without being uh, noticed or whatever, you're just like sliding under tables, setting traps, setting bombs, you know, performing like a stealth assassination or whatever. And then a mm-hmm. speed run. I don't know if this is true or not, uh, but I imagine it doesn't use any of those mechanics. Mm, okay. See, you're really good at this when I write scripts. You're really good at segueing into my next point. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Because um, that is one of the things that impresses me the most about speedruns. It's kind of what you're describing. And I've had this debate with my girlfriend. I completely understand your side because I think speedrunning a game turns it into almost an entirely different game. I think that's kind of fair to say. You're not looking at it the same way that you would at all as compared to a casual playthrough or even a challenge run of certain games, which I'll probably talk about challenge runs at some point in a different episode because I really enjoy those as well. I like games being played in ways they're not intended to be played. I guess is really what it comes down to in like speed running, I'd say is the pinnacle of that concept. Sure. Um, but when you are a top speed runner, as you were kind of saying, you're learning specific texts, you're learning in most games that are speed run have some element of movement to them because movement is fun to watch in a speed run. When you have mastery over the movement in a game, it looks good most of the time if the game's movement is designed well, which Dishonored certainly falls into that category. Right. Um, the biggest thing that impresses me in a speed run is the absolute domination in mastery of a game. Kind of like you said on the multiplayer side with Faker, like people that are the top level speedrunners, unironically, sometimes know games better than the devs that made the game. Because they've figured out how ever like, no, they didn't code it, but they figured out why the spaghetti code in this game connects X to Q in how that shortens time. And I by that, I mean, not like pathway X going to somewhere it's not supposed to. I mean, like literally like, oh, if I double jump into then backstep, it cancels me out of this animation. I don't know why, but I know it does. And I know based off of that information, I can perform this maneuver that lets me do this in X way. And the amount of dedication and like overall game knowledge is so impressive to me. There's a YouTube series on blanking on who does it. Some like game journalism company. They bring in devs to watch speedruns of their game get played and like hearing devs talk basically give commentary over speedruns is so interesting because so much of the time they're just going like oh wow we had no idea you could do that or that was certainly not intended but like goddamn it's fucking sick that's really cool that people have figured out how to do this and that's that's kind of why i said earlier that it's one of the pinnacles of gaming in my opinion especially in single player heavy games because it's not something where you can just go, 
ah, I'll, I'll give this run five tries a day until I get the world record. It's you have to be throwing that game over and over and over and over again. There's a YouTuber that I watch, Curtis Connor, who is a commentary YouTuber. You may know about him by proxy if you don't fully know about him. And he did one video of trying to get a world record in a really shit golf game for the Nintendo 64 because it wasn't a competitive game. There was like one other person that had a run in the books. And he spent a full week trying to get that run. And he did end up getting it, but it's not something that you can just be like, uh, I'll kind of casually do this. Like the amount of dedication you have to throw into a game to be like really good at it. You have to learn every facet of that game. You have to know it inside and out. They're similar to how you would for a multiplayer game to be at like the top of your game. Like they know everything that's going on. Not only are they mechanically proficient in it, they know the game so well that you know what decision you're making for a game that has any kind of an RNG element to it. Uh, how to pivot very quickly and figure out, okay, so I can't do this and now I'm going to do this instead and still get that record is just so fucking impressive to me. Like, I don't know how, like, I'm just not at that level with any game, but like watching it is just so impressive to me and I really love it. So one of the things that I think makes speedrunning so interesting and I think is the biggest differentiation between multiplayer as we've been talking about is in a standard competitive multiplayer game there is a meta there is obviously like a variation between games i'm not trying to say that every competitive multiplayer game is the same it's not i know that but it is at a base level the same format of game like in a game of league or csgo different choices are going to be made that obviously affect how things play out and it is not the same every time but League of Legends is League of Legends. And there is no way like around that when you're talking about a competitive thing. Wait, there, this, it, it this is just, this, it is the same game. This just blew my mind. Do you enjoy It's not the same match. Do you enjoy speedruns because of the same thing every single time? Hear me out. All right. <laughs> okay, Fucking I'm, let me cook. I'm, I'm let me gonna cook. let you cook. I already, insane, I already No, no, I know. I understand where you're getting with that because there is that same thing there. But if I get, say I get bored of watching League of Legends, if I get bored of watching the LCS, there isn't other LCS content that I can go to. There is one type of match. No one gives a fuck about ARAM competitively unless things have wildly no, shifted no. from what I watched LCS. Exactly. You have your standard 5v5 match, that is it. That is what you get to watch. If you get bored of that, get fucked. That's League. That's what CSGO is. That's what Valorant is. That's what all of them... Excuse me. That's what all of them are. Where speedrunning mixes that up, because you're right. If you're watching any percent... If you're watching 7 Star Super Mario 64, it's the same run every time. I'm not trying to say it's not. Where it gets interesting is the different categories that exist within speedrunning. So there's always something new to watch. Now, as I mentioned up top, if you're watching a game like Doom, 
There's only levels. There's levels and difficulties. That's it. That's all you're going to have. There's different difficulties. So there is like different things. Even Doom has like either ultra violence or pacifist mode where you either kill everything on the map or nothing on the map. So even within there, there's some variation. But at a base level, most games are going to have two different runs. You're going to have an any percent run and a 100% run. Now, these pretty much do what they say on the tin. An any percent run is get basically, for like really boiling it down to its bare minimums, get the credits to roll as quickly as possible. Get to the end of the game. Sure. A 100% is doing all of the content in the game or all of the content as defined by the community. 100% doesn't mean like you get the platinum trophy. Like there's certain certain requirements that games will have to have a 100% mark now on top of this not every game is well but a lot of them will have a glitchless variation of these so an any percent and an any percent glitchless can be two very different runs so if you take ocarina of time there is an any percent run that you put in a string of like 300 random inputs to do like menu manipulation and then you just cut after you do all of these things correctly you just cut to the end credits of the game from like the starting area it's boring as hell i'm gonna get into those in a second but technically that is the quickest any percent run it sucks there's an any percent run in a zelda game where you wait it's like an eight hour run, but six and a half of those hours are just waiting as you slowly clip through a door and it's awful. And then there's a glitchless where it is the more, what you would think of is a more traditional, you are just beating the game as quickly as possible by abiding by the rules of the game. That's what the glitchless is really implying. You're abiding by the rules of the game. And that already is a pretty good amount of variation because it includes not only the people that are really like, I just want to see the number be as low as fucking possible on that timer. But there are definitely some people that are like, yeah, glitches be cheating and I don't want to cheat. So I don't want to play that way. And then if you're doing a speed run and a glitch is a major part of that speed run, then you're just at an inherent disadvantage and you're never going to win that category because the glitch saves 20 seconds. Or if it's a short speed run, it saves 20 frames, but that's still enough time to like make it so you will never be able to do it. So having a glitchless variation uh, is a really cool way. I think that what I'm getting at with categories is just that everyone gets their way to play the game. Like, there are certainly defined metas within these. Like, if we're talking about Super Mario 64, each, there are five different categories, 0 star, 1 star, 16 star, 70 star, and 120. Basically, 0 star would be any percent, 120 would be 100%. Some of them still have glitches in them, but that's besides the point. All five of those have completely different metas. And the time difference is a zero star run being six minutes and 20 seconds uh, and a 120 star run being an hour and 37 minutes. And there's also something to be said about the amount of time difference within speedruns as well, but I won't get into that at the moment. Um, 
But having those different options just really opens up the community, I feel like, to a lot of more people being able to do things within it, as well as those are just like your standard categories. There are some real like hilarious ones in like weird speed runs that like aren't, you know, the coveted one. Like I'm definitely going to talk about nipple percent in Super Mario Odyssey, but like people aren't going to care as much about the person that holds the nipple percent run as opposed to the person that holds the any percent run in Super Mario Odyssey. Like one of them is clearly more prestigious in like what it takes, but like there's just, it opens up fun runs of like a dank percent in Super uh, in Ocarina of Time where there is a, a glitch that you can do where you light a stick on fire and then you roll in a certain way sure. or you i think you roll and pull out the ocarina so it looks like link is smoking the stick that's on fire and eventually it fades all the way down or it burns all the way down and that's time because it looks like like sure, just sure. smoked a whole fucking blunt and like that's where personally i don't think this is an objective fact that's where personally this kind of stuff is more fun than multiplayer competitive because like multiplayer competitive is just sweat i'm just which is fine right there that's fine but every, it's not for me every game of league of legends since we're using this as our example mm-hmm. i think it's just the, the one that we know best to as a be the, game. it has the potential to be the same thing a team gets one lane super far ahead and then they steamroll the game they get all the objectives blah 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 you know the story they kill the enemy inhibitor mm-hmm. Uh, they get a lane going, then they take the Nexus, and it was very much a no-show from the enemy team. And that can yeah. happen in League of Legends a lot. But some of the mm-hmm. biggest moments in competitive play are uh, like high risk versus like the high reward uh, moments that the game can uh, bring about. So um, I, I completely agree with that. There's yes, the fanatic Cassidy backdoor where you know, the rest of his team died and the enemy team was taking an objective and both the player and the enemy team decided we're going to go for the risky thing here because if we do it, we win. Uh, and it just so happened that the Fnatic player was able to backdoor, take the win, and that is probably the biggest moment in LCS history just because it was in the first season of competitive and it was such mm-hmm. a hype moment. But, like, just because I mean, there's not... the chance for everything to be a steamroll doesn't mean that every game is the same. There's smaller versions of all of those that happen. And they might happen in the middle of the game or in the beginning of the game, and then that sort of dictates how the game happens. But I... I completely agree. I wholly reject you saying that there's not any variability in... Uh, competitive league of legends i very specifically open by saying that is not my stance what you very specifically open what it seems like you were getting to is that speedrunning is more enjoyable because you can look at the same game and find very many different ways to play it with these different categories whereas the competitive games yes they're all the same game the team comps are different the targeted bans, the items bought, the risk for an objective, the risk for a kill, 
etc and as they pay off or they don't pay off and they shape the game that can also be exciting and i think i think what you're insinuating is that there's more variation in speedrunning than there is in competitive games or at least that's the case that you're trying to make and that is just I, wholly incorrect i no i agree that that is incorrect that is not the stance i am trying to take I am saying it more of a, say, call it an entry level to that. Like, I might not be good. Neither of us are good enough to be in the LCS. Neither of us are good enough. Okay, sure, my guy. Hey, I was gold two in season four, and we're on only like season 11 right now. Damn, gold two? There's only like eight more stances, eight more ranks above that. Now there are. Back in in season four, gold two was better than 75% of the player base. What season are we on now? I said 11, I think. Okay, yeah. Uh Uh, And the player Uh, base is a lot larger. But at one point, all I had to do was beat the top 25%, and I was signing on to, you know, an LCS team. I I mean, hey, if you say so. But neither of us are going to be in the LCS. Neither of us are good enough to beat a Super Mario Odyssey any percent world record. But do you know what both of us might be good enough to do? Place decently high in the Super Mario Odyssey nipple percent world record. And I think that's that is what I'm trying to get into when I say that. Not that one of them is more or less interactive, because I would agree if we're talking run to game comparison, like run to match comparison. Sorry. There is a lot more interactivity within a game of league than there is within a 120 star run of Mario 64. Absolutely. There is way more variability, but the point, my point that I'm making is a game of league is a game of league and a 120 star run is a 120 star run. Both well, of I those mean, are if, true. If you're just talking strictly like, like the non-competitive runs that I'm going to talk about how I can play AP Vein bot lane and get as much variation in a game of League of Legends as you can speed running for how much you can show of Mario's nipple. Is that what the run is? Yeah, let me just tell you a fucking nipple person. I'm going to, I was going to talk about it in a bit. Um, I don't know how much, if anything, you've seen of Super Mario Odyssey. I've played a bit, uh, actually. You know how you can buy different outfits? Yeah. So the first outfit you can buy in Sand Kingdom, which is the, technically the third kingdom in the game. Yeah. Uh, but the second real one outside of the first starting area um you can get a bathing suit in shirtless mario so the whole goal is to get i want to say i don't remember exactly is to get 1500 coins and go buy buy as quickly as possible and go get a bathing suit and show mario's nipples that's so funny like i just love that that's hilarious it's so good and that kind of variation and even fuck even within nipple percent there is two different speed runs within nipple percent which is hint art and no hint art which is just a thing they introduced later into the game it's not important to the analogy but like something like that and it, i i think you're right i think league can certainly have that but there's a different the difference there i would say is nipple percent is still being recorded playing ap vein bot lane is definitely hilarious for you i'm or good i don't fucking keep up with league it's variation within it but like it's not like 
it's not as competitive in the way that like I'm you're obviously competing against the other team. It is still competitive, obviously. But like Wait, but I don't how know, competitive is the me... nipple percent run really? I'm gonna fight you on this one because you're just you're actually going crazy with this take. Um eight hundred runs of it. Okay. At least. Okay. It's I just want to point you to any of the any of the absurd builds that are showcased on YouTube that are just like every patch somebody finds an item that's broken on a champion that should not be broken on that champion and you mm-hmm. know they they like for a while there was a way to build uh the champion Volibear so that he was full tank and full damage and could push a lane and 1v9 all at the same time and it was like three items which is not hard to get that's pretty great so that's hilarious so I guess what I'm saying is to say that you can be competitive with nipple percent runs. I'll accept that. I don't have mm. any grounds to fight that. But you can also be competitive in League of Legends uh, in a way that's, I guess, not recorded, uh, you know, in the way that it's like, oh, were you the best Volibear? bear? Because there's just way too much going on. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you could be fighting against shitters. There could be a lever. They could be feeding intentionally. Right. You know, you could be getting carried. But there's just, there's still so much variation game to game, build to build. Even if you're just running games of the same champion on the same mm. map with the same comp and stuff, the games are always going to be different. So I just, I don't know. I man. guess, I guess what I'm either realizing or kind of trying to get at, I think a combination of the two of them. Through my thinking about this, I think where I'm ending up is competitive multiplayer and speedrunning are two halves of the same coin one of them is the single player version and one of them is the multiplayer version would you could we come to common ground on that because like i am obviously in my in my arguments i am very much not trying to disparage multiplayer competition i have an incredibly high level of respect for them as well as speedrunners. i just like watching people that have mastered their craft and people in lcs whatever the csgo league is fucking called i don't know um i i have an insane amount of respect for both of them and that's i think where i'm trying to get at and it definitely sounds like i'm disparaging multiplayer but that is not my take at all i just don't personally enjoy it sure but they are so I, I, I like i just like watching people that are good at what they do that's what it comes down to but since i don't care about a multiplayer game i don't even I know if that's true more. i don't even know if, if what you just said is true just what just part? based on how much i know you 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 don't like sports like at all really um sure <laughs> you know you don't watch oh you're saying that i don't respect athletes i'm saying that i watched lcs for a decent stretch of time i'm saying that you don't just like watching people who are good at what they do do what they do because that's just oh oh okay i just don't think that's true i think you don't get me wrong you do like that when you enjoy the activity still yes I, think I, I didn't think I had to clarify run, that that was part of it. When yes, you're watching, I have to enjoy the activity. Yeah, when you're watching speedruns, I think there's something 
in your brain that is just firing serotonin and dopamine. Yes, when absolutely. You, when you see somebody like clip a wall perfectly and you see the little number on the left, you know, the little, what what, what did you yeah. call them? The, the, the splits. Yeah, the splits. So you see it green, you see it green, you're like, oh, fuck yeah. And if you see it gold, you really pop off. I don't even know what means the fuck that's, that means. <laughs> gold means it's the best they've ever performed. Okay. That okay. Green is better than the their current PB. So to explain splits a little bit for those that don't know, if you watch pretty much any speed run, uh, there will be a list of chapters for lack of a better word events within the game of this happens then this happens within the speed runs like yeah within the speed run yeah the things that they're trying to hit and the runner gets to pick what these are called they don't actually have to be named something specific they can all be joke names they're normally not so people can watch it and know what's going on but like they absolutely can be whatever you want in most games at least if you are faster than your pb your personal best the split will be green if you're slower it will be red and if it's the best you have ever run it in any run so like i said normally it's compared against your current personal best or i think you can set it to be like against the current world record as well things like that if it's gold it means it's the best you have ever run that and it also like shifts how it displays it, which like really threw me off when I was learning about speed running to start. But I I do agree. I have to I have to be already invested in the thing that I am watching. But like there is you're wrong on one count of what you said. There is one sport that I do watch. Do you know what it is? One sport that you do. There is one you're sport gonna, that I do watch. You're gonna fucking bowl out of left field and say cricket or something like that no of course i'm not it's so much less mainstream than that is ultimate frisbee like often broadcast it's steel timber sports okay i watch the lumberjack games you know it's hype as hell i don't know what channel it was on but anytime the strongman games came on or the lumberjack games came on. I'd watch mm-hmm. the shit out of that. Lumber the steel timber sports are so good. Like that, watching a couple years of that, and like really getting into the two guys that I really like. Uh, I at some point I was watching it with my girlfriend, and I was like, "Wait, wait I get why wait, people get so wait, into sports." Stop now. talking. Stop talking. Yeah, that's just speed running, dude. <laughs> It is, yeah. Steel Timber Sports is speedrunning. I agree with that, 100%. Yeah, Steel Timber Sports is definitely speedrunning. That is trying to get... I mean, even that, like, they're technically competing against the other people, but, like, the other people have no actual impact. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're right. I didn't think of it that way, but, like, no, Steel Timber Sports is just speedrunning, but for wood, and I love it. It's so good. I'm just a speedrunning boy. You see what I mean? Even right. my sport isn't competitive. All right, I'm gonna save save our time here. We're really okay. We're really fucking yeah, up. we're, Get we're going off. We're, we're really blowing. We're about, really so blowing we can, the PB right here. Yeah, so I can talk about some of the speedruns um, that I've watched. Yeah. So the next thing I want to talk about is that there is a difference between impressive speedruns and fun to watch speedruns. 
And this is very much a Venn diagram. They can cross over. But in my opinion, there is a discrepancy throughout a, a decent amount of games that can be speed run, speed ran. Um, and something that I want to bring up with this is the quote from Arthur C. Clarke, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. There are a lot of speed runs that you watch where you have absolutely no fucking clue what's going on. And on a lot of these videos are like, I've shown like say my dad speed runs where my dad plays video games and enjoys them. But you see certain things within these games where you're just like, well, this is fake. This is cheating for sure. Nobody can be doing this because it's been performed by someone that's just done it so fucking much that it looks it looks like they shouldn't be able to do that. Like a game like Mario 64 can feel like that with something that you mentioned, your LBLJs, which is a lobby backwards long jump where you... I don't know how to explain it. You clip through a bunch of shit to like really shorten the game is what an LBLJ is. And it's really easy. And I mean, there's definitely an argument to be said that an LBLJ is cheating. It is certainly a glitch. But like, there's definitely an argument that people can make of like, well, this is fake and it's not enjoyable to watch. Like, it's just, oh, don't perform a bunch of the content in the game so you can get your number as low as possible. And that concept can be applied to certain other games. Uh, Elden Ring, which you know I'm fucking obsessed with. Still. The Elden Ring speedrun... I haven't played it in a while, but like in theory I am. The Elden Ring speedrun, the any percent speedrun very specifically, has gone through a lot of changes. Um, the first time I kept up with it for like the first week of the game being out. The first one was like 40-something minutes. Maybe a little over an hour, which like that felt like a pretty realistic time. And by the end of the first week, it was down to under four minutes. Of course. And this was not because people were getting really good at the game. Well, they were. This is kind of why I wanted to discuss this. There was a mechanic discovered called zipping, which they might have figured out how it works at this point. And if they have, I'm sure the speed run is actually a lot shorter than four minutes. I haven't kept up on it because... As I'm going to say in a second, it became not fun to watch. Zipping is something where you'd throw on a metronome and you would block and step forward at a certain point and it would absolutely just shoot you across the fucking map. So you could do like six different zips and like you could use it to get into a boss arena, do another zip, kill a boss. And like you could do this multiple times for like all the bosses in the game. So by the end of that week in the four minute run, there was literally no combat. And I would look at those runs and I'd be like, damn, that is incredibly technically impressive. It's insane that they can do that. It's insane that somebody figured out how to do this and is doing it consistently. This is the most boring thing I've ever watched and I never want to watch it one more time in my entire life. Right. And I hadn't. It got to a certain point where I went, okay, people are going to get better at zipping and then it'll, it'll be shorter but like nothing's going to change. It's not changing the speed run in any meaningful way. So it's just not fun to watch. So now they have zipless Elden Ring runs where you actually have to kill all of the bosses or like that's the one, the all remembrance run is killing all of the major bosses. And in my opinion, that's the most interesting one to watch, but there's also just your standard any percent zipless. 
where you just have to ride around and gather the things and actually fight the bosses. And even that is infinitely more entertaining than just zip, zip, zip. Okay, the credits rolled. So there is a very strong dichotomy between what is impressive to watch and what is fun to watch. Like a Super Mario Odyssey run is like another one of the things that really got me into speed running because the movement just looks so fucking clean when you're really good at it. And like, even if I don't think it's as technically impressive as being able to zip across Elden Ring, which like I do, it is, it's so much more technically impressive, but like for the sake of argument, even if I don't think that that's more impressive, I think it's more fun and I enjoy watching it. I'd rather watch a thousand nipple percent runs than one zipping run in Elden Ring. Cause it's just like, well, this was a boring waste of my four minutes of time, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, uh, that I, I don't know what else to add to that, but like, yeah, it's, it's interesting that that kind of thing is there within speed running. If you can just go like, damn they're so good at this that was so boring though i don't ever want to see it again well have you ever seen the morrowind uh the elder scrolls morrowind speedrun is that the one where they just jump everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. so they mm-hmm. they break the game uh they jump around they go into like a cave you know a structured dungeon they yep. get to it get the I can't remember what they get. They get a specific weapon, and then with that weapon, they can clear the like basically the final last, boss yeah, like the last missions dungeon right? and and boss fight, and then they get the heart of Orcon, and that's like the whole speed run is them yeah. just like literally jumping across the map. So like I understand that that is funny. That it's funny to me because it's the bethesda game that they're doing this in and it's like okay this is something that i could do on accident in a bethesda game is just like fly through the air and like the skyrim speed run i see you have it written down here is much the same where you like mount a horse and you have to get it at a correct angle gotta love gotta love horse tilt i love doug doug yeah so like i i do understand that point um there, mm-hmm. there can definitely be things that are fun to watch where it's more so, um, wow, this person really understands the game and they're like really good at inputting the controls to make their character do the exact thing that they want. Or there's things like the Elder Scrolls speedrun or um, Hitman 3 where mm-hmm. basically you just have the correct loadout and then you go to a certain lineup spot, toss a C4 across the map, you blow up the C4 and it kills all of your targets and you succeed in the mission. Right. There's a similar thing in Minecraft, which even though both of us are completely burnt out on Minecraft from my understanding, uh, it's actually a very fun speed run to watch in my opinion. And very similarly to how you just said, there are two different types of Minecraft speed runs. All of them are kill the end dragon. Or like you know right yeah beat the game the, the big ones are kill the end dragon beat the game but there is set seed and random seed set sounds exactly what it is yeah. set seed you know the world so knowing the world knowing where everything is and just scouting for a world with the best possible spawn and just literally seeing how quickly you can execute the chain of actions that will make you win the game is boring but like 
the amount i don't know if you know anything about minecraft speed running like bad killing the, the dragon of, and stuff yeah but like the amount of knowledge you actually have to have and like the biggest part of it is the decision making that's what like really makes it like obviously you have to be mechanically good at the game as well as in any speed running game but like figuring out like okay is this enough like because there are certain things like to create the end portal you need i don't know the exact numbers you need between six to nine eyes of ender or the whatever the second version of it is um so you can go okay six is the minimum am i gonna risk it and get six or am i gonna get nine and like these kind of like very small trade-offs between things or like i haven't found a pyramid which is a huge thing yeah or at one point it was at least within the game of like i haven't found one do i keep going the extra 200 blocks to try and find one to save time overall or do i bite the bullet and do this instead which in theory could save me more time but if there was a pyramid right over the horizon that i just couldn't see like all of the like micro choices that you're making that affect the macro of the run is like where it really becomes interesting within a Minecraft speed run. And there's just so much going on that I would never have thought of Then there's a lot of new shit in Minecraft as well. True. Like there, this was found out to be cheated that, and that's the other thing about speed running that I haven't talked about before we get into some of the quirky ones, the drama when cheating comes up. Oh, it's so good. Well, oh, it's so, such good drama. It's so funny Not that there isn't cheating within League, but like it's a lot harder to cheat on a national stage when 10 people are in the room there than it is for like a guy to fake his speedruns for like 10 years, which is the other thing that Carl Jobs covers. And like, oh, the drama's so fucking good. I love it so much. What What's funny so to good. me is that they're cheating in a game where like sometimes the speedrun is already cheating the game. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's... It's like cheating square. See, but but there's a difference between glitching and splicing your videos. Right, yeah. Like, those obviously. are two very different levels of cheating. But, like, I see what you're saying, yeah. But, like, in on cheating in Minecraft, this guy was proven to have cheated this run. But I don't know if you know this, in Minecraft, there's dolphins now. And if you're swimming with a dolphin, you get a speed increase to your swim speed yeah all right so this guy gets whatever he needs off of the one coast he's on turns around and there's a dolphin in the water this was for a while the quickest minecraft speed run i believe in random seed i can't remember yeah yeah and um he just found the dolphin with that yeah with a dolphin into a um a ruined and a ruined nether portal and just had like this crazy fucking luck and like that is something that can happen within there within a normal speed run it wasn't it was fake but like and then having to go oh well i can use this now and like react to new information like that is i think rng is where it would get closer 
to a multiplayer competitive, certainly still not at that level because there's a fucking massive difference between sure, sure. a RNG within a game and the functioning human brain of five. I, I've dropped that. You don't have to preface every statement with like, it's not like the same type of competitiveness. <laughs> or like, true, true. I grilled you enough on it. Um. Oh yeah, that that's that's the big difference with those. I got a couple quirky speed runs to talk about as well, and okay. I definitely wanted to talk about Minecraft for a second, but I think that pretty much covers it because neither of us play it. But like, damn, Minecraft speedrunning community be fucking wild. Actually, like it's kind of cool to watch some of them. Um, I got to plug my favorite game of all time, RimWorld. Obviously, like, what am I gonna do if I'm not doing that? Sure, know? of course. So obviously you have your um, escape percent. In, uh, you have your your two any percents, but there is. Does Rimworld percent. have an end game where you escape? Yeah, that's the whole point. That's the actual point of the game. That's crazy. You can either there is um, it. You get two different, or you get one quest where a fully formed spaceship, like a fully built spaceship, spawns somewhere on the map, and you can go there and defend it. Oh, okay. until it's able to launch or you can build it yourself and obviously the dlcs have come out with new ways to beat the game as well but not the point right now but yeah there is a real end game to or not an end game a way to end the game to the game yeah. yes but on top of that there's also hat percent in hat percent the top run is 21 seconds and 370 milliseconds Hat percent is how quickly can you create a hat of human skin? <laughs> because okay. it's fucking RimWorld. So what you do is you drop in because all um, RimWorld mods and are all RimWorld speedruns and pretty much any speedrun that exists has to be done without any mods in it. Because if you're modding it, what's the fucking point? Like... <laughs> We're already glitching the game. If you're also just actively changing it, what's the fucking point in a speedrun? Right. That's where most of the Minecraft fucking cheaters get caught as they were modding things. Um, so you spawn in your default start to a colony is, or I actually don't know which one they use. It's either three people or five people. So regardless, you have one person kill the other ones, butcher them, and then turn their human flesh into a hat. And that's hat percent. And isn't that just quirky? It certainly is. Isn't that just like a quirky little speed run? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't deny that. That's all I got for you on that one. Um, Super Mario Odyssey is, uh, not only have I talked about nipple percent, it's also just the game that I really want to speed run, but I don't, it's not even I don't want to give Nintendo money that it is a little bit obviously but like it's just that it's Such came out so long stance. ago and it's still $60 and it never goes on sale if it went on sale like even one time i would already have the game i don't know if nintendo but ever puts their games on on sale they don't they have sales on the eShop for games that like obviously for like not the their ones, games right? but like even games they've like collabed on with people they will put on sale but if it's like a straight nintendo game it just doesn't ever go on sale and it's really upsetting because i want to play odyssey so bad but nipple percent is my uh super mario odyssey shout out it's just it's what made me want to st it's the only speed run that i want to do because something that I haven't talked about with speedrunning is 
obviously, as I've said with a couple of these runs, there's a big discrepancy in time for these runs. Sure. And you would think at first, like, say, like, GoldenEye or Doom, most of these speed runs, in certain speed runs that have stood for, like, 20-plus years, um, are, like, 21 seconds long. Which means two things. One... When you get to a point where you're hitting like a consistent 22, 23 second, because you're not going to be hitting world record right. every time. Um, when you can get it to a consistent short speed, that means you can do a lot of runs very quickly, which is nice because if you fuck up a run, it's kind of fine because you can just you do can it again. It's a 21 hit, second yeah. run. However, when a game is shorter, that means it's that much harder to take first place. When you're talking about the original Super Mario, we're not even down to seconds. We're down to frame rules, which is literally based off of how the game is coded and runs. We don't talk about it in seconds anymore. It's breaking frame rules, which I don't know the specifics because it's like pretty complicated, but like, Sure. It's so precise that there is zero room for error at all. Like, if you fuck up, the run is basically dead. Now, people still play them out because you still want experience doing the rest of the run. But, like, if you fuck up once, the run is dead. Where, say, Super Mario 64, the 120 star is an hour and almost an hour and 40 minutes, an hour 37, 35. Um, and if you fuck up a little bit, it's okay. You can make it up somewhere else. That's fine. But also the run is an hour and 40 fucking minutes. So you can't get as many runs. Right. So that's like something to really take into account. Like you can slam one star runs because it's set just under seven minutes, six minutes and 57 seconds. Also very important to point out right now, there's a man named Suiji. He holds four of five world records in Super Mario 64, something that has only happened. Uh, this is the second time it's ever happened in the entire game. And when it happened before, one of the five categories didn't exist. Oh, Man's nice. out of his fucking mind. He's crazy. He's going crazy. Um, there it. No one knows if he's going to go for 120 star and try and take all five, but worth pointing out because the man's a fucking legend. With like how long things can take, it's something to like really take into consideration when you're running a game. And it that's the other thing that like is kind of impressive of like a short run holding like it almost feels to me personally, I don't think this is like a community opinion. Holding a short run is more impressive because it means you can have zero errors, but a long run is just a marathon of how long can you go without fucking up? Sure. They both have merit to them, certainly. Um, Skyrim is the next game that I have written down simply for, I mean, for one, you already said Horse Tilt. Horse Tilt is hilarious, but it isn't in itself a speed run. Marriage percent in speed run in Skyrim, sure. I think is definitely the funny one. Uh, just get married as quickly as you possibly can. Um, that's it. That's just a fun one that I wanted to mention. And then Divinity 2, a game that we've talked about a handful of times on this podcast before. That's one, not necessarily that it's quirky, um, but that 
it's one that I want to highlight because that's to my point of like, it shows such a technical knowledge and understanding of the game at a very core level of, I don't know if you've ever watched one or not, but you're multi-managing characters, like switching in between them so quickly. There's just so much going on at like all times within a divinity speed run. And the part where I would say it's, it falls into the impressive but boring category for me, unfortunately, even though it's one of my favorite games. Because there's just so much going on. Not only is there so much going on, but the whole run is just take death fog from the boat. And oh, then I've kill all that, of the major actually. bosses with that. I have Where seen that, yeah. It's, again, it's impressive to watch exactly one time. And then it's like, well, okay, I'm good. I I know what happens. Like, yeah, when you take a game like ball, that, yeah. there's no way, no build you make in the game, no matter what mod, no matter what anything you have is going to beat bosses quicker than death fog it's just not death fog is an instant fucking kill so no matter what advancements happen to the game no matter what shortcuts are found what skips are found glitches are found the game will still boil down to i throw a barrel of death fog and break it at the feet of the enemy there's no need to watch that run twice where other ones there are when certain things change but like when the core of the run won't change and as we've seen or as i've seen you haven't seen them uh in golden eye speed running or doom as well there have been records that have stood for 15 20 years and then they have the very defined meta of this is how we do it it's the best way and this will get you the best time And then someone comes along 15 years later and looks at the level and goes, why are we doing it this way and not this way instead? And then shaves a second off of the time and the whole community goes, holy fuck, what? How did you even think of that? What are you fucking talking about? That makes, oh my God, they're right. And then everyone starts doing that and it completely shifts the meta of that game. And, like, I think those kind of pop-offs are insane. There's actually, and just to shout out the Yogg's cast, because uh, I, I don't watch them as much anymore, but they were a big founding part of my YouTube-watching career. Um, one of the current members, uh, Boba Witch, found a Metal Gear skip. I don't know in which one. One of the, like, top-down games. Like, one of the earlier games. Okay found a skip she is not a speedrunner. she was casually playing through the game and she found a skip that redefined how the game was ran like the speedrunning community lost their fucking mind because some of the are t- a lot of the time realistically uh how speedruns change is someone that might not know the game as well because someone that's been running a level in golden eye for 20 years and there's the one way you do it, they're a lot less likely to look at that level in a different way and try something else where someone else coming into it is going to go, what if I did it this way, though? And then they just break the fucking record. 
and then they learn how to get good and then they break the record again because not only are they using a faster method then they get good and perfect their faster method and that kind of shit is so hype like i love that stuff every time i see carl jobs upload a new video it's a good day i'm so excited it's like either of us seeing a tile man video pop up it's great this is this whole episode is just me fucking shouting out YouTubers. Realistically, <laughs> this is just a plug. This is just a plug to try to get a bigger audience by calling out more famous people. Uh, what do you want to talk about with Elden Ring? Because I have a speed run that I want I, you to check out at the end of this. Uh, I already talked about the Elden Ring stuff the, with the fun. I just had that there to make sure I didn't forget to talk about it. That's that's all the zipping bullshit of it just being fucking stupid. All right. Uh, watch the All Remembrance run if anyone cares about Elden Ring. That that one's still fun to watch. Um, yeah. What What do you got for me? Yeah. So there's this little known indie developer EA, and they mm-hmm. made a game called Titanfall Two. I I know of this indie game. Yeah. The tutorial speed run has got to be the most technical thing I've ever seen in video game. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do know what you're talking about. I did want to talk about that as well, actually. Not Titanfall specifically. But for one, you're right. That fucking, that tutorial. Oh my God, it's so fun to fucking watch people clear that as quickly as possible. Jesus Christ. It, the, that's one That's one where I say like movement is important. Oh, it feels so good. Yeah, they're like, they're building up incredible. momentum before they even start their time. It's actually insane. It really is. Um, In, but yeah, that that's all. I'm I'm definitely getting. We're getting a big red split at the end of this one. <laughs> that I think that's more of a bit an actual debate for us for once because you're not as into speed running and that's uh, one of my weird hyperfixations. But that that's all I got <laughs> for this one. Our our speed run is ruined. The podcast any percent speed run is dead. We might get a hundred percent one day. Who knows. Who knows? Uh, you you got anything else to add? No, this, no, 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 just the right. just the Titanfall two speed run. Definitely look that up if you haven't. That possibly was, that, it looks so good. Possibly my favorite speed run to ever watch. I don't blame you for that at all. But with that, I'm Ian, and I'm always Tyler. And we hope you have a great rest of your week, weekend, day, whenever you happen to be listening to this. And we hope you come back for the next one. Uh, it will be quicker as we will be trying to beat all of our splits. Uh, this is our current personal best. We will try and shorten it next episode. Um, with that, no Wilson commentary this time. He's been sleeping the entire time. Big tired dog today. He's a tired boy and uh, he's he clearly hates speedrunning just like his dad. <laughs> that'll, that'll be about all from us.